Thanks for listening to this sermon podcast from Pleasant Hill Baptist Church in Somerset, Kentucky. Please make sure to visit us online at phbcsomerset.com. I wanted to I want to talk this morning about something that God's laid on my heart to speak on. And what's interesting is I went to my dad's house this morning to get a bottle of water, since we don't have any. Uh, we get it out of the refrigerator, so we, I had to go out there to get a bottle of water this morning. And uh, I ran into my dad, and I talked to him yesterday. We was at the barn. I was doing some things, and he was out there. And I told him I was going to be speaking at Pleasant Hill. And I said, Dad, I've been studying about spiritual gifts, and I've been studying about talents. And uh, I said, I've never really took the time to study that. And I said, I have recently. And I said, it's amazing what God showed me. I said, you wouldn't believe some of the things I've read. And so we started talking. And then I went out there this morning to get that bottle of water. And he said, uh, what did you say you were speaking on this this morning? I said, yeah. He said, that was in our Sunday school lesson this morning. So I, I don't know. You all may have the same book. He goes to Bethel Baptist Church. And so they studied, I think it was 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And... Um, that is kind of where God led me before I, when I was asked to speak by Brother Danny. Um, I began to pray and ask God what he wanted me to share. And so I want to speak this morning on talents and skills that God gives us. And also I want to speak on the gifts that he gives us. And they are different. Um, I think a lot of times we associate talents and gifts as, as being the same thing. But they're a little bit different. And I want to talk about that this morning to the best of my ability. But talents, everybody here has a talent. Um, we all have talents. Everybody on this earth has talents. Whether you are a believer in Christ, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a non-believer, everybody has been given talents. People have skill sets and things that they're good at. Some of you are great at cooking. Some of you are great at mechanical work. Uh, some of you folks are very skilled at arts. Maybe you're a good artist, you're a good painter. Like my wife, she's a great decorator, good painter. Um, some of you are good at math. Um, there's a lot of things that if you rack your brain right now, you can probably think about the things in your life that you are good at, things that come natural to you, things that you may not be the best at them, but you know, you're, you're unique in the fact that you are better than most. And a talent is a special natural ability to do something well, and everybody has that. Whatever your talent or skill is, God's behind it. God wants to, us to honor Him with those talents. And with your talents, they're natural. You know, you can use your talents for many, you know, many ways, but you're, you're really going to honor either yourself, you're going to serve yourself with those talents, or you can choose to serve God with them. And I think the question I want to answer right as I get started this morning is where do, where do our gifts and talents come from? And I think I want to start there. And the answer to that is there's a lot of places in Scripture you can find it, but James 1.17 says that every generous act and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Every talent that we have, every skill that we have, every gift that we have is from God. And it's important that I think all of us in this room this morning understand that, especially those competing in sports and activities, competitive activities. We need to understand where our gift comes from. I think we hold it in the utmost importance when we know that it comes from God. And we will treat it as so. Ecclesiastes 2.24 says we must see whatever we have as a gift from God. There is this uh, Christian writer 
He's a speaker and he's also a Christian psychologist. His name is Dr. Clyde Naramore. He has a saying that says, it's a simple saying, but it's pretty profound in the fact that he says, your natural abilities are God's suggestions for your life's work. And I think about that in my own life, how God has given me certain talents. And it's so true. You know, a lot of the things that God's gifted me with the ability to do, the things that come easy to me as a child, the things that come easy to me as a young man, I'm still getting to kind of use those gifts today, even as, a, even as an adult. And God's suggestions for my life, you know, I loved baseball growing up, um, loved sports. And it's amazing how God has used the love of sports and the athleticism and the, the gifts that he gives me, the natural talents that he's given me. He's allowed me to use those over time, even to this day, to still be using them. So I think the first thing is, where does our talents come from? They come from God. God is the giver of those gifts and those talents. Now, the next thing I want to ask this morning is, how exactly does God want us to use our talents and our gifts? And I want to read 1 Peter 4.10. If you've got a Bible, you can turn there. And I, want to, I don't want to take this scripture out of context this morning, but here's where I'm going to differentiate the two. What are natural talents and what are spiritual gifts? They are different. 1 Peter 4.10 says that each of you have received a gift to use to serve others. Be good servants of God's various gifts of grace. Now this scripture here, Peter is specifically talking about spiritual gifts. And as I've been studying about this, I've learned a lot about the difference between natural ability, natural talents, skills that we have, and then their spiritual gifts. And what I've read and learned is that our natural talents, our natural abilities, they're, they're just that, they're natural. We have them from birth. Uh, things that we were born with the ability to do. Um, and they are given to everybody. My natural abilities growing up, I can tell you right now, athleticism I got from my dad. I, I got a lot of that from him. Um, I was able to jump really high in high school. I can't so much anymore. Um, it's amazing how that happens. But I was able to jump high. I was able to run fast. Um, I had a natural ability to hit a baseball that was, that was very helpful. Uh, when it come to me playing sports, and the jumping ability was very handy when it come for me playing basketball. But those natural abilities was something that I had. It was natural, okay? Spiritual gifts is something that only the believer in Christ receives. If you are a born-again Christian, and you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, and you've repented of your sin and believed the gospel, when you get saved, you then will receive a spiritual gift or gifts. And the distributor of those gifts is the Holy Spirit. And so, as we're reading this scripture, 1 Peter 4.10, Peter's talking about we are to understand that spiritual gifts also come from God. They're distributed to us through the Holy Spirit when we get saved. And we are to use those gifts, but we're to serve other people with those gifts. The general idea, and I think one way to compare the two is um, spiritual gifts is, is, if you think about spiritual gifts, it's like prophecy or teaching or uh, the ability to um, discernment. 
Pastoral care is a spiritual gift. Uh, there is a long list of spiritual gifts in the Bible, and Paul writes about them in his letters. If you look in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you're going to read about spiritual gifts. If you look in Ephesians chapter 4, you're going to read about spiritual gifts. If you look at Romans chapter 12, you're going to read about spiritual gifts. And there is a long list of spiritual gifts. Somebody said, well, how many are they? Well, there's a pretty long list because in each one of those books that Paul writes, those letters that Paul writes, he's naming a different one. But there is a wide variety of spiritual gifts. And the thing about spiritual gifts and natural talent is the general idea of blessing others carries over to talents. Both of them require us blessing other people with them. And I think that's important for us to know this morning. Since Genesis 12.2 says we are blessed to be a blessing. Um, just as with spiritual gifts, God wants us to use our talents and skills for the benefit of others. There's a, there's a saying that I love, that I've read this many times, and I don't pronounce this guy's last name well. It's Leo Biscalia, Biscalia and I, I don't know if that's correct, but he says something. He says, your talent is God's gift to you, and what you do with it is your gift back to God. That is a great saying, a simple saying that is so true. Um, you know, as I was studying this and thinking about natural talents, and spiritual gifts, I started thinking about the people in my life who have used their natural talents and had them, but also had these spiritual gifts and how they used them to honor and glorify God and to serve other people and to build God's kingdom. And I was thinking about a list, and I wrote down some names. One person that I read about was my Sunday school teacher back in church when I was a child, Sharon Reese. Many of you may know Sharon Reese. She is married to Landis Reese. Wonderful people. Um, Sharon was a principal. She was a, a wonderful teacher, a great leader. Leadership is a spiritual gift. Um, but she had the unique ability to storytell. I don't know if you know anybody that has the ability to storytell, but she could make the Bible become a pop-up book of just so real, so entertaining, so fun to listen to. She had an ability to storytell that would captivate you, that would just grab your attention. And she would use that talent at church, but she was also, like I said, a wonderful principal, wonderful teacher. But then when she came to church, she would use her spiritual gifts of teaching. And it's amazing how God used her to reach so many people and to make such an impact. You see, our natural talents, they, those are great, and everybody has them, but our spiritual gift is going to supersede that natural talent. We're going to be able to bless so many people, and we're going to be able to do really supernatural things, things beyond your imagination. Your, your spiritual gift, if you will step out in faith and use the spiritual gifts that God has given you, if you will do that and you'll be bold about stepping out and using those gifts, God will blow your imagination away. I truly believe that, that, that if you will step out in faith and trust the Lord when it comes to your spiritual gifts, I, tr I believe God will absolutely blow your mind. Um, he, hel he helps us and allows us to do things we could never dream of doing. For example, me standing before you this morning. Um, as I said before, my natural talents was sports, uh, playing sports. And, you know, 
once I was done with playing ball, um, I was asked to join the FCA. Greg Gover is here this morning. He was the guy that called me and asked me if I would join the FCA, which is the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Athletes, And I did that. I actually joined uh, FCA, which is a wonderful organization that goes in and out of schools, uh, sharing the gospel, uh, ministering to coaches and athletes. And it's amazing how, you know, I went from this sport background of using my talents for sports to later stepping out and using that sport platform as a way to share the gospel and a way to testify and a way to minister to young people. It's amazing how God took my natural talents along with the spiritual gifts that he gave me. It's amazing how he's used the both of those intertwined to reach people for the kingdom. And like I said, speaking has never been one of my, one of my things that I would want to tell you I liked. I, I never enjoyed speaking. I was terrified. As a matter of fact, the first time I spoke was at an FCA event. I was probably in my early 20s, and I was asked to go to the Center for Rural Development to speak to a, a banquet, the FCA fundraising banquet. And I said yes to it, and I really had no idea what I was getting into. Uh, I, I, was, I remember the, night, the day before, actually it was just a few hours before, I was outside pacing. I was just walking outside because I was a nervous wreck. Sick to my stomach, uh, I couldn't sit still, I had some serious anxiety. And uh, I remember going down to the Center for Rural Development to, do the, to, to speak, and I remember my dad coming out to my car and walking me in, knowing I was nervous. And he, he come out, and we walked together inside. I said, Dad, how many people's in there? He said, oh, not, not too many, <laughs> which was, it was a lie. That was not, it was at least, I would say, 500 people there. It seemed like it. And I remember getting up there and shaking and just wondering, God, how are you going to use me? How, how are you going to use me to speak to these people tonight? How's that going to work? How am I going to be able to do that? And so I went and did it, and I, I shared a testimony, and I felt the presence of the Lord help me through it. I'm not saying it was great, but he helped me through that. And uh, my job in that was to be willing to go and to be bold to step out. And from that point on, God began, he was behind it. From that point on, he started helping me and giving me the ability to step out, and he opened more doors and gave me more opportunities to go and share the gospel with people. And it's amazing. And I tell you that because I'm a regular person like you. I, I just, you know, scared, fearful. Um, but I do want to do what God wants me to do. And it's amazing how, how, like I said, he can take a spiritual gift that he's given you. And if you will step out in faith, it's amazing how he can propel and increase your spiritual gift. How do we get better with our gifts? Well, your natural talent you know, the things that you're good at, you have to train, you have to practice. If you want to be a good cook, you've got to practice cooking. If you want to be a good baseball player, you have to practice hitting the ball, throwing, catching, running. Uh, to be in, in, in the band and to be, a, to be effective and to compete at a high level, you have to practice every day. Well, natural talents, we have to practice that, but we also do our spiritual gifts. You see, here's how you get better at your spiritual gifts. You step out in faith and use them, but the way that you're going to increase your spiritual gift is by you drawing closer to God. If you will sit down and spend time with the Lord and read the Bible and pray and grow in your relationship with Him, 
God is going to increase your spiritual gifts. I truly believe that. I think that's how we grow in that. And uh, it's, it's, we, we've got to do that because if we don't, we're going to miss a tremendous blessing if we don't. Another person I wrote down here a while ago about a person who used their natural talents and their spiritual gifts, there was two players in baseball that really made an impact on me. Number one, the first one was Lance Burtman. I don't know if you guys know Lance Burtman. He was a Houston Astro first baseman. Uh, he, was, um, he played in the early 90s all the way up to 2000, a little bit past 2000s. He was the best Houston Astro player in the decade, for a decade at least. He was a switch hitter, and he was a superstar. And this guy, when I say a superstar, he was the superstar of our team. And what amazed me about Lance Burtman was, here's a guy who was born with a natural talent of hitting. This guy could hit a baseball. And he not only could hit a baseball, he could switch hit. He could hit left-handed. He could turn around and hit right-handed just as good. He's probably one of the top five greatest switch hitters of all time. If you put him in the category of best switch hitters, I would say it would have to be Mickey Mantle. You'd have to put Eddie Murray up there. You'd probably have to put Chipper Jones and Lance Burtman in that list of great switch hitters of all time. What was great and fascinating about Lance Burtman was he was a real person. He had an awesome gift. He was the superstar, and he was a great hitter. But what he did in spring training blew my mind away. We went to spring training in 2007, and I w we were invited for a chapel over at the big league clubhouse, which is where the big league team has their you know, locker room and all that. So we went over there for a chapel meeting. And when I got there as a minor league player and showed up at that spring training complex, lo and behold, if it wasn't Lance Burtman leading devotion for the whole minor league all the minor league players. And he was leading it for the big league players too, but he was also leading devotion for the minor league players. I thought, how awesome is this? That a guy of his status, a superstar player who makes millions of dollars, who is the best player on this team and is the, one of the best hitters I've ever seen, here he is leading the devotion and sharing Christ with all those players that were there. And I'm sitting there thinking, as I was studying for this, there's a guy that's using his natural talent you know, he was a great baseball player. He was using that platform of baseball, but he was using his spiritual gift of teaching and evangelism. He was talking about, you know, ex explaining Scripture to us. I think we were studying the book of James. He was going through the book of James with us, and he did such a great job. It made such an impact on my life to see that guy use his talents and gifts to honor God and what an impact he was making. Another guy that done the same thing was a guy by the name of Ben Zobrist who plays for the Chicago Cubs. He is a uh, utility player for the Chicago Cubs. This guy is a wonderful player. And what I mean by utility player, he can play everywhere. I think the only place he don't play is catcher and pitcher. I've seen him play everywhere on the field. I played minor league ball with him in uh, Lexington, and I played with him in Corpus Christi, Texas when we were together. Ben Zobrist is about my age. He's about 37, 38 years old. And what was neat about this guy was he, too, had an unbelievable gift of being able to play the game of baseball. He's about 6'3". He's built perfect. He's just, he can do anything. He, too, is a switch hitter. He had all the gifts, all the tools, and he propelled himself to the big leagues very fast. He's had a great big league career. Ben Zobrist was leading devotions 
in the minor leagues, and he was inviting players to come to his hotel room on the road. Another guy who was using his talents, but also using his spiritual gifts, too, to reach people. Reaching people for the kingdom of God. I think it's important that we understand spiritual gifts are given to us as well as talents. Yes, we are to serve others, to bless others, but we're also to build the kingdom of God. Spiritual gifts are given to Christians so that they can bless and build up the body of Christ. That's important to understand that. Your spiritual gift that you have, God wants you to use it. Psalms 37.23 says, I delight in the small details of your life. I think about that scripture. God cares about your talents. God cares about those small little details in your life. He wants you to use those talents and He wants you to use those spiritual gifts that you receive when you get saved for you to use to serve others, but also those spiritual gifts He wants you to build up the body of Christ. What does that mean? Serving the church. Brother Danny, Brother Corey can't do all the work. They have a gift. Pastoral care, as I said, is a, is a gift is a spiritual gift that is given. And the preacher can't do all the work. It's important that the body of Christ, the people, the church, those who are born again, it is important that we use our spiritual gifts to serve the body. I think the Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that the, the human body is a lot like our spiritual gifts. We have a lot of different body parts, but one common goal. It makes up the body. Right? It makes up the body and helps it function. Well, our spiritual gifts that God gives us is important that, you, that we Christians are using those to help serve each other in the body of Christ, but also reach people for Christ with them so that the body can function. And I think it's, uh, it's amazing. I, I never had thought about how important it is for a born-again Christian to use their spiritual gift. I've saw many of you this morning using those talents, using those gifts, in this church service. And I congratulate you and encourage you to keep using those, keep using that, keep using those gifts. God wants you to use them. Um, if you're here this morning and you say, well, I don't even know what my talents are, ask God to reveal them to you. Um, he can show you. If, you've, if you're a Christian this morning and, you've, and you have repented of your sin and believed the gospel and you've been saved, but you are unsure of what your spiritual gift is, ask God to show you. He'll reveal it to you. And I want to say this morning, if, when you find out what it is, get busy using that gift and make sure you're serving in the body of Christ so that you can build up the kingdom of God. It's, ama it's amazing when we do that. How awesome would our churches, all of our churches, how awesome would it be if every person in church would use their spiritual gifts to bless others, to serve others, and to build the kingdom of God? What would happen if we all was doing that. If we did, what an impact we would make in our community, in our county. If, 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 church, if churchgoers, Christians would do that. How awesome. And I'll tell you, when you start using those talents, those natural talents, along with your spiritual gifts, you're going to start, you're going to start seeing God do amazing things. And I'm encouraging you young people today to go ahead, start using those talents and skills that God's given you to glorify Him. Use them, use them to, to bring Him glory. Don't use them to serve yourself, but use them to serve Him. I want to finish with this this morning. And this is something that I think is very important. We're talking about talents. We're talking about spiritual gifts. They both come from the same source. 
God gives them both. With one, one is given to believers and non-believers. Natural talents and gifts are given to believers and non-believers. Spiritual gifts are given to those who are born again. Both are to be used to glorify God. I think the one thing that we've got to be very careful with as Christians is that, and especially those involved in athletics and parents, I think it's important that we enjoy our gifts, our talents, but we don't worship them. And that's something that in society I see a lot of today. I see a lot of, a lot of folks that are engaged, they're working hard, and I do believe that when we do work hard at our sport, when we work hard at our activities, I do believe that's honoring God when we do that. But I believe we've got to be very careful that we don't allow our activities, our sports, the things that we're involved in, take supremacy over God. And what I mean by that, I'll just give you some examples. My son is 10, and we really wrestle. I can't say that word right. I always say wrestle. Uh, we wrestle with the, with the fact that, you know, a lot of you know, society wants you to play all the time. Let's play ball all the time. We have to really be on guard with how much ball and how much sports that we play. And I've battled this. It's a real issue in our society today, I'm telling you. Um, we can almost get so busy playing and going and doing things that we don't sit down as a family. We don't sit around the dinner table no more. We don't go to church and worship together. Kids don't see their dads in church praising God, worshiping God. Uh, we don't have talks at home anymore. It's only about sports or it's only about school. We don't have talks anymore at home that are about what God's doing in our life, what victories God's allowing us to achieve. And I think those are things that we really need to be on guard about. Um, it's amazing how we can take almost anything good in life and turn it around for something bad. You know, I know in James chapter 3, I think it is, it don't go in real great detail, but it does talk about fire and how awesome a fire is. You know, uh, there, you know a one spark of a fire can start a forest fire, right? But also... There's nothing, and as bad as a forest fire is, it causes a lot of damage, doesn't it? But it's amazing how nothing feels better on nights like we've been having than a warm, crackling fire, right? And it's the same way. You know, fire can be good, it can be bad. Sports, as much as we enjoy them, activities, competitive band, cheer, whatever, those are great, and they can be good, but if we're not careful, they can turn into something bad. So we got to be careful as Christians, as parents and student athletes, that we don't allow the, the gifts and the talents and the things that we're involved in, may it not be something that we start to worship. And you say, well, I'm not worshiping anything. I'm not worshiping a statue or a golden calf. You know, but I'm telling you here today, it may not be a golden calf, it may not be a statue, but it could be in the form of a sport. Exodus 20, chapter 20, verse 1 through 3 says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Out of the place of slavery, do not have other gods besides me. Israel's unfaithfulness to God is revealed there. In, in Psalm 106, 36, the Israelites, they were worshiping their idols, which became a snare. The Bible says it became a snare to them. And I don't know, I, I'm not a great hunter, but a snare is a trap. A snare is a trap. And that's exactly, if we're not careful, 
our activities, our sports, our competition, if we're not careful, they can become a snare if we don't watch out. Easton, my son, was asked not long ago if he would play basketball for the next six Sundays on the road, outside of town. And I'm not here to, to, to talk bad about anybody asking to do that. We were honored that he was asked, and we appreciate that. But we had to make it a decision as a family, do I want my son going and playing basketball for six Sundays and missing church? And my answer to that was, no, I don't. And I understand, I was the guy that worked on Sundays. I used to play baseball on Sundays. I get there's times that we have to, but I think we have to be careful at what we allow, if we can help it, what we allow ourselves to do. Me being at church with my family is important. My kids need to see me worshiping the Lord. They need to see that me and their mom value being at church. Not that being at church saves anybody, we know that, but being at church is so important because we don't want to put sports over church. We want to make sure that, my, that the kids, and hopefully you do too, that the kids understand church is so important. It's where we go use our spiritual gifts to build up the body of Christ. It's where we serve. It's where we worship our God. It's where we serve together and love each other. And that's what we got to do. And I want my kids to understand that. No sport should be able to come in the way of that. We got to be careful. Uh, I, I struggle sometimes with the, with the summer ball stuff. You know, we, we want to do that, and I struggle with it because it's a lot of going. It's a lot of, a lot of time taken away from things that are important. And, you know, one thing that I've been asked to do over the last year or two has been great. Uh, Cal Ripken... Uh, Jason White does a great job at Cal Ripken of trying to get people that if they have a tournament on Sundays, they're bringing in a, a speaker to do devotions with all the teams that are there. That's good. That is good. Um, and I've been asked to go do that a couple times, and I, I appreciate Jason thinking about church on a Sunday. Even though those kids are coming from out of town and they're at Cal Ripken having baseball games, they can still have church right there at the park. That is a good thing. And I've, I took Easton with me a couple times to do that. And the reason I took him with me, and I'm trying to be more cautious of taking him places with me that involve evangelism, because I want my son to understand baseball is great. Basketball is fun. And your daddy played it for a long time, and that's awesome. But there's nothing more important than our relationship with Christ. There is nothing more important than you, son, using your talents and gifts to give honor and glory to God. There is nothing more important than and I, don't want him to, I want him to understand right now, the people that you see on TV, these wonderful, you know, you, you think these athletes are so awesome, they're just people. They're just people. And so be on guard this morning. Be on guard. One thing I love about FCA, Greg Gover and uh, Gordon Bocock has been involved in ministry for a long, long time. man whom I really, really respect. And Greg as well. Greg has been like a spiritual mentor in my life. And I want to brag on him this morning for a minute. Greg is another guy who had a natural gift of playing sports. He played basketball in college. God gave him the ability to do math really well. He was an accountant for years, which I just am blown away by because I'm horrible at math. I hope my teacher ain't here, my math teacher. But he had the ability to do math and was good at it. But you know what? God called him out to FCA, and Greg used that sport background, his talents in sports, you know, give him a platform for FCA. He started working in the ministry, reaching coaches and players. And 
God pushed him out there to speak and give him opportunities to go, and Greg said yes to it, and he began to go. And Greg has witnessed, and Mr. Bocock back here has witnessed to thousands of kids, thousands of kids, and reached many people with the gospel. Uh, and I mean thousands, uh, because of their obedience to God and them using their gifts to serve God, serve others. It's amazing. FCA and Athletes in Action, they're both a blessing because those organizations, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, incorporate sports and competition into our relationship with Jesus rather than replace it. That's the beauty of having a sports ministry. That's the beauty of being on a team, whether you're in band, whether you're in cross country, whether you play tennis. It's important that coaches find ways to minister to their players, minister to their teams, have somebody come in, have a lay leader come in, have a person from a church come in and share the gospel. We don't want to replace Jesus with sport. We don't want to do that. We want to make sure sports is sports, but there is nothing greater than Almighty God, right? There's nothing greater. I have really, over the, over the course of the last two weeks, reading over uh, talents and gifts and studying about how important it is to use the gifts that God gives you, I have just been blown away. And I'm, I'm, I've been encouraged. I've been challenged, too. And this morning, I hope that you have been encouraged yet also challenged. Maybe you've not given any thought to your gifts that you have. Maybe you've not given any thought to your just natural abilities. I want to finish with this. God cares about that. He cares about your gifts. He cares that you use them. And if we will do that, we're going to make a big impact. We're going to see a difference made. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you this morning for the opportunities that you give us in sports and competitive activities. We thank you for the opportunities that you give us in life to use talents, natural talents that you give everybody, as well as spiritual gifts that are given to the body of believers. We're thankful for those gifts because, Lord, we know, as the book of James says, they come from you. Both of them come from the same source. Lord, I pray this morning that each person under the sound of my voice in this church will use and realize that their gifts come from you, but they also need to be using those gifts to serve others, bless others, and help build your kingdom. Lord, when we're using our natural talents and our spiritual gifts, we are, we are blessing others and reaching people for Christ. And when we do that, we've found our ministry. Each of us have a ministry. We may not all be called to preach, but we are all called to do something. It's not up to the pastor or the youth pastor to do all the work. It's important that us as a body of Christ, the body of believers, uses our gifts and talents to reach people because that is indeed our ministry. That's where we're going to see people reach for Christ and we're going to see, see the kingdom of God advanced. Lord, your word says in Matthew 23, Jesus gives us two commandments, to love the Lord and to love others. And when we steward our gifts and use our talents to bring you glory, we are doing just that. So Lord, I pray this morning that we will not look at our talents and gifts the same. We will understand that they are of the utmost importance to you and that you care about every single detail in our life. 
may we honor you, Lord, and may we never forget how blessed we are. We thank you for all that you do for us, and please forgive us for when we fail you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this sermon podcast from Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. To learn more about the church, find out meeting times, or learn how to contact a pastor, please visit phbcsummerset.com. Thank you.